Welcome to our Rolling Hills Community Church Sermon Podcast. I'm Laura Chapman, and I'm the Care and Connections Pastor here at Rolling Hills. Throughout this season, we've been learning about the lesser-known stories of Christmas, the stories of many individuals who played a role in the Christmas story. Each character in the story had a key part in the coming of Christ, and it all leads up to today, the advent, the arrival of our promised Messiah. Today's message, like this Christmas season, is all about Jesus. He is the reason that we celebrate Christmas. He is the greatest gift of all. He's the fulfillment of the prophecies and the promises in Scripture. It's all about Him. So let's be reminded of that together today. We are so glad that you're here. Well, Merry Christmas Eve, everybody. I tell you, when I was growing up, I loved Christmas Eve because we had a tradition in our family we would open one gift on Christmas Eve, and so I couldn't wait, right? And then Christmas Day of all the presents, and it's so fun. But have you ever thought about why we even give gifts? It's because God started it all, right? For God so loved the world that he gave. And what did he give? He gave his one and only son. That's what Christmas is all about. Emmanuel, God with us. And that's why we're here to celebrate. The greatest gift of all has been given to us. Here at Rolling Hills, we've been in this amazing series called Christmas, the Supporting Cast. And we've been walking through that first Christmas and looking at some people who were there who got it, who saw what God was doing in the world. You know, there were a lot of people who were around that first Christmas. I mean, there were people everywhere at the temple, there were people worshiping, there were people walking around, but many people missed him. And I think about even today, a lot of people celebrate Christmas. Yeah, they put up trees and lights and give gifts, but, but how many people really understand that it's all about Jesus and the hope that we have, that God came near and our lives will never be the same. And so today I want us to see some of those people who got it and whose lives were impacted, and I pray that's true for us. So we're gonna look at the Christmas story, Luke chapter two. Luke chapter two, and we'll put the words up on the screen. Maybe if you're online, you wanna go to the mobile device there, you, you can go there to the Rolling Hills app and you can pull up there, Luke chapter two. But I want you to see this, it's so good. And it tells us this, In Luke chapter two, verse one, in those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. And this was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria and everyone went to their own town to register. Okay, so you may know, right, that Caesar Augustus is over the whole Roman empire and he would issue these decrees every now and then so that people would have to go to where they were born. And it was a census, but it was for serving in the military or paying taxes. So you're like, thanks a lot, right? You know, so here we are. The issues is decree. He's not worried about pregnant people. He's not worried about the elderly. He just wants money, you know? That can happen for a lot of times, even in Christmas. Well, Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth and Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house in the line of David. So it's 70 miles from Nazareth to Bethlehem. 70 miles, okay? That, that would take, you know, four to five days traveling there, and, and you can imagine they didn't have planes, they didn't have buses, so you're on the back of a donkey or you're walking, so it's a long journey, I mean, four to five days, and he went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. Now think about all those miles <laughs> being nine months pregnant. Think about sleeping outside nine months pregnant. Well, that's Joseph and Mary, and they're heading down to Bethlehem. And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths, and she placed him in a manger, 
because there was no guest room available for them. So Bethlehem is kind of a suburb of Jerusalem, and the, and, and the whole city is swelled to three to four million people, and, and, and so they get there, and there's no place for them. And they end up in a stable, a, a cave. And can you imagine, I mean, giving birth there in, in this stable, and then she places Jesus in this feeding trough right there. Now look at these guys, verse eight. And there were shepherds living out in their fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. I love these shepherds. I mean, shepherds back then, they were ordinary guys. I mean, they were hardworking, they were husbands, they were fathers, probably middle class back then, you know. Uh, They would go and worship at the temple, but they weren't like the super religious. They didn't have the whole Old Testament memorized or anything. These were just like ordinary guys who were looking for God, and, and God shows up. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. Now, that's an understatement, okay? I mean, can you imagine being outside, it's pitch black, and you're doing your job, and all of a sudden, an angel shows up? And angels are warriors of light. And the angel said to them, do not be afraid. Now, I gotta tell you, I'm so glad that angels say, do not be afraid. Because if an angel showed up, and I saw an angel, I would be freaking out. So I'd be like, please tell me, don't be afraid. But the angel said, do not be afraid. I bring you good news. I love that. I bring you good news that will cause great joy. Joy, Christmas is all about joy. Here we are, the first Christmas. Joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born, and look at these two words, to you. To you. I want you to think about that for a moment. Christmas isn't just for the whole world, right? Christmas is for you. It's personal. God inviting you into a story. God having a plan or a purpose for you. He is the Messiah, the one you've all been waiting for, the Lord. And this will be a sign, there it is again, to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace. Joy and peace. That's what Christmas is all about right there. Joy and peace, peace on earth to whom his favor rests. Well, when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, The shepherds said to one another, let's go. Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off, and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread word what it concerning about the child, and all who heard it were amazed at what they had told about this child. But Mary, I want you to see this verse 19. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Now guys, think about Mary for a minute. Here she is traveling four to five days on a donkey. Here she is sleeping outside. She's worn out. She's giving birth in the middle of a stable. And she's probably just wondering, God, do you see? God, do you care? Maybe you feel like that sometimes. Maybe the season's been really busy. Maybe you're worn out. Maybe you're stressed out. And yet what I want you to know today is, yes, God sees and God cares. And God sent some shepherds who come busting in and and say, hey, where is he? Where's the Messiah? Where is he? And just reminds Mary of what God's doing. And I think in her heart, she's just like, thank you, God, I needed that. And I pray this service will just be like that for you. Thank you, God, I needed that. That Christmas is about Jesus. That Christmas is about what you wanna do in my life, in my heart, in my family. God, I wanna know you, I wanna see you. Mary treasured these things. She pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just 
as they have been told. Guys, this is good news. This is good news. All right, I just want to encourage you. If you have a worship guide, if you're here, if you want to write some things down, fill in some blanks, if you're online, you can go to the Rolling Hills app. But man, there's some things I think that we can learn from how the shepherds responded and how God wants us to respond this Christmas. They responded the first Christmas. Man, let us be people who respond this Christmas. Notice this, number one, they overcame fear. They overcame fear, you know? Look at this, the angel said to them, do not be afraid. These guys were terrified. They were scared. I mean, you're thinking, yeah. And I think so many times in our lives, man, there's times that we just get afraid. The uncertainty of the world, everything that's going on, and, and the fear comes over us. But see, the gospel is good news. The gospel is good news. Sometimes people are afraid. They're like, I don't know. You know, if I start reading the Bible, I mean, what's God going to say to me? Am I going to be in trouble? Have I made too many mistakes? Is God mad at me? No. There's a God of grace, a God of mercy, a God of love, and Christmas is good news. God is here, and God sees, and God cares. Notice this. So many people miss out on what God wants to do in their life because of fear. So many people miss out. There's a God who's calling you. There's a God who's inviting you into a deep relationship with him. And, and people are like, ah, I don't know. I'm going to kind of stick to what I know over here. There's a lot of people who get stuck in life. Have you ever been to the circus, you know, and you watch the trapeze artists, they swing back and forth? At some point, though, you've got to let go, right? You've got to let go and grab the hands of the other one, or you just get stuck. You just swing, and you just kind of get stuck right there in the middle. And a lot of people get stuck in life. Maybe you feel like that sometimes. You're kind of stuck, maybe financially, or stuck in a job, or just stuck in life. But God's calling you forward. God's calling you to trust. God's calling you to be a part of something bigger than yourself. That's what God wants for you. Hey, in the Bible, there are 365 verses that say, do not fear. One for every day. See, I don't think that's a coincidence. I don't believe in coincidences, by the way. I believe in God incidences, you know? So God's like, check this out. I'm gonna put 365 verses in that say, do not fear. So every day when you wake up, you just go, okay, do not fear. God's got a plan. God's got a purpose. I don't have to fear the future. I don't know what the future holds, but I know who holds the future. I can trust him. I can trust him. So do you live by fear or by faith? In your life, do you live by fear or by faith? Are you trusting? Are you stepping out? This past summer, we did a family vacation, and, and we were there in this place, and, and, and my kids were like, Dad, let's go zip lining. I'm like, all right, let's do it, you know? And so, so we go to this place to go zip lining. Well, we climb up, you know, and they put the harness on you, and, and then you climb up more, and then you climb up more, and next thing you know, you're like, we're really high up. And I'm thinking, whose idea was this? Oh, you know, like, wait a minute, I mean, like, Hold on now, and, and we're looking out, I mean, this big valley, and this zip line seems like it goes forever, and I'm harnessed up there, and my, my kids are like, okay, Dad, you go first. And I'm like, no, kids, you go first. You know, it's okay. You know? And they're like, no, Dad, you go. And it's like, I got a man up here, you know. And so, so I'm like, okay, and you get to the edge, and the instructor's just like, just step off. I'm like, yeah, right, okay, you know, and they're like, no, you know, the harness has you, you're fine. I'm like, when were you inspected last by OSHA? You know, I'm like thinking all these things in my mind. But there came this point of, I gotta step off, right? I gotta trust, or I'm climbing all the way back down all those stairs. And, and, and it came this moment when I just stepped out. 
And I gotta tell you, if you've never been ziplining, it's cool, okay, <laughs> after that first step. But you get past that first step, and then you're just like flying. You're flying, and we had the best time, man. You're just coming down, you're full of joy, you're laughing. It is so fun. And I think about it, and I thought, you know what, I almost missed it. I almost missed it, I almost said no way, and went back down, but it, I'm so glad I didn't. And in your life, God's always calling you to the next step. Spiritually, don't get stuck. Spiritually, always be pursuing God. And maybe your next step is, hey, you know what? I wanna start reading the Bible. And you can just read a chapter a day and go, man, I wanna know what God has for me. Maybe your next step is praying. Maybe your next step is praying with your family. Maybe your next step is like getting involved in church and serving and giving. Maybe your next step's a mission trip. But always keep going forward with God. Hey, look at this. They responded to God's invitation. They responded to God's invitation. The shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing the Lord has told us about. And I love this. So they hurried off. They didn't sit around and make excuses. They didn't sit there and come up with alternatives. They just go, let's go. Let's do it. You know what? God is inviting each of us to Jesus. Christmas reminds us every year. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. God inviting you into his story. God redeeming you, restoring you. God telling you that he's got a great plan for your life. God inviting you to trust him. Hey, when Jesus, Jesus begins his early ministry, Jesus is doing all these miracles and lives are being changed and people come to him and they say, hey, Jesus, what's it all about? Tell me what's it all about? And Jesus answered this, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus says, it's all about me. That's why God broke in the world. That you can have a relationship with God through Jesus. It's not about religion. Religion's great, it's fine, but it's not about getting check marks. It's not about good works, right? It's not about what I do, it's about what he's done. <laughs> what he's done. For us to know this, that the greatest Christmas gift of all is new life in Jesus. That's the greatest Christmas gift of all. That we have new life, that our sins are forgiven, that we are redeemed, that we are restored, that we are made new, that we can celebrate the goodness of our God. So will you accept God's invitation in your life? Will you respond to God? Will you say yes to him? Will you follow? You know, this past year, it, there's been so many things that have happened and there's been all these ups and these downs, but, but one of the things, there was a guy in our church, and, and I gotta tell you, I just love this guy, and for about the past four or five years, he's, he's really struggled. There's been a lot of fear, a lot of worry, a lot of anxiety, and here he is as a, as a dad, a husband, you know, a, a grandfather now, successful, and all this stuff, but, but it wasn't about the things, and, and about a year ago, about a year ago, he said, I realized, it's about this relationship with God. And he just gave his life to Christ. He's like, I'm, I'm going all in. I'm, I'm giving my life to Christ. And, and about three or four months ago, we had the privilege to baptize him in a lake. And I just watched him go under the water and die into his old way of life and coming up out of that water. And he was just so excited. And his family and his friends. And I just thought, that's it. This is what God wants to do. This is what Christmas is about. Life change. God's been doing it, he specializes in it. Giving us hope, giving us life, giving us joy. Hey, look at this one, look at this. They went all in with Jesus. 
These shepherds, they went all in with Jesus. And when they had seen him, they spread word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. They were amazed. The shepherds left their flocks to go to Jesus. You ever thought about that? I always hear this story and I'm like, well, what happened to the sheep? You know, what's going on? Like, where were they, right? Now, I'm sure they had other people that looked out for them, but I think this, that these shepherds got in their mind and they said, you know what, there's something bigger than this job. There's something bigger here than making money. There's something that God's doing that's bigger than what we're doing right now. We wanna be a part of it. And when you begin to invest in the eternal, changes everything. See, there's only three things that are eternal. Only three. God, God's word, and people. That's it. And we can spend a lot of time investing in things that aren't gonna last, right? There's no U-Hauls behind hearses. Or we can invest in things that are gonna last for eternity. And the love and the joy and the relationships, and that's what these guys got. And they said, we wanna be a part of that. The shepherds shared the good news about Jesus with others. They didn't know how to hold it in. They started telling people. They started inviting people. And when you start talking about something, that's when you can tell you own it, man. When you start talking about something that's important to you, and that's what these guys did. Hey, have you gone all in with Jesus? You know, this past year, we've had more people baptized at Rolling Hills than ever before. Praise God. And, and seeing, you know, even today, right? Gwen being baptized is so awesome, but, but, but seeing children and students and moms and dads and, and grandparents, and, and you watch them go into that water and they come up this new life, this joy. And you're just like, that's the greatest gift. God transforming our lives, God giving us hope, God giving us joy, God giving us peace, God redeeming and restoring each one of us. All right, notice this. They returned full of joy. <laughs> returned full of joy from being with Jesus. I love that joy. You know, it says the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God. Glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Hey, these guys returned different. These shepherds were different after being with Jesus. I pray that you're different after this Christmas. I pray on December 26th when you're packing up the tree and all the everything else, you know, that you don't just go, okay, that's it, Christmas is over. No, you go, I just wanna glorify and praise God. Look at what God has done. He's given the greatest gift of all, his son, so that I don't have to spend eternity apart from him, so that I can be with him for eternity, that that would well up inside of you. I pray that there would be spiritual fruit in your life. You know what spiritual fruit is? When God places his Holy Spirit in you, the fruit of the Spirit is this, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Those are the things that come out in your life. So let me ask you, are you more loving today than you were five years ago? Are you more patient today than you were a year ago? Are you more joyful today? I pray that next year you'll be more joyful, more peaceful, more prayerful. Because see what happens is Christ impacting you impacts others, changes others' lives, right? Jesus is why there's so much love and joy at Christmas. You know, when you understand that, that Jesus has come and he has given us love, he's given us joy, that's what Christmas is about. And now for us to spread that love, to spread that joy to others. Think about in your life, the people you impact. Think about your kids or your grandkids or your nieces or your nephews. 
Think about the people in our own church, our own community. You know what? We have the incredible privilege to be just like these shepherds. They were the first evangelists. They were the first ones to go and to tell the good news. And now we get that privilege. And when you begin to love and you begin to offer joy and peace, you begin to talk about Jesus, it impacts your family. It impacts generations. It impacts our community. It impacts our church. You know, as a church, we've adopted an entire country, the country of Moldova. There are thousands of orphans and vulnerable children there who need help and need hope. And you have started sponsoring and praying and giving through Justice and Mercy International. Guys, you're impacting an entire country. And you're seeing God do miracles and changing lives. We get to be a part of the story. We get to be a part of sharing the good news. We get the privilege like these guys had in our day, in our generation, for the glory of God. And there's nothing like it. Here's what Jesus said to his disciples. He says, guys, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, in the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. That's our heartbeat and our prayer. That we can receive the gift of Jesus, and that we can share the gift of Jesus. That we can allow the light of Christ to come into our hearts, and into our homes, and into our world that we can point people to Christ and that God is glorified. Thanks for listening to our Rolling Hills Sermon Podcast, part of the Rolling Hills Podcast Network, where you can find great podcasts like Making History Parenting, Men's Leadership Network, RH Women's As You Go, and more. If you want to learn more about what's going on in the life of Rolling Hills, download our Rolling Hills app or visit our website at rollinghills.church. From there, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook to stay up to date on what's happening and ways you can connect. We're thankful for you.